and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. And that silence, except for that squeak, means that Ty is not with us today. Once again, I did not fire him. I did not let him go. He is at the Trash Mouth show tonight, so you'll be getting a review of that next week. Jackson, when are you and Ty just going to do the show by yourselves? Uh, well, actually, we've been having our little private conversations, waiting on you to take a day off. But I knew it. Till then, we're just we just got to put up with you, man. It's whatever. I knew you There's guys. There's soon. <laughs> There's a show on iTunes, and I was wondering what J and T were. I was like, oh, what could shit. that be? It says J and T hate music. I knew Fuck. it. I knew you, it. You weren't supposed to see that. Son that of was, a bitch. Oh, shit. You know, we had a conversation with the iTunes general or whatever the fuck his name is. And we uh, <laughs> iTunes general. We told him to keep it on the download till you were officially out. But huh. yeah, we'll just. Uh... I'll tell you, that's how my life is going. Before we get into the official show, I did want to tell you a story. So everyone knows Spencer of Ice Nine Kills, right? See, and you know how he's big into Halloween and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he has that clothing company, that Cleaver Clothing, mm-hmm. and they do this thing every year. I believe it's every year actually, where they release like this grab bag of Halloween style things, and like he signs a bunch of stuff, and he makes a mix CD, and there's this awesome print of the Freddy glove with the uh, metal with the two blades. Like it looks really cool. It's a very cool little thing. So I see that go up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like this is unique. Like I like stuff like that. Let me pick this up. So they said, oh, and the first 10 people to order it get a call from Spencer. So I'm like, perfect. You know what? Who knows? Maybe I'll get it, maybe not. But at least there's only like 50 of these things anyway. So let me pick one of these up. Everything will be good. So I get it. I don't get a notification. Then I get the call. So I'm like, that's fine. Yesterday, I get a notification. Hey, you were one of the first 10 so you oh, get a call shit. from Spencer. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Like everyone knows, if, if you listen to the show, you know how much of a fan of Ice Nine Kills I am. I'm a super fan. I'm going to see them in the Thanksgiving Day tour, you know, two days after Thanksgiving, all that kind of stuff. Big fan. So I'm like, oh, this is a perfect, perfect opportunity for me to talk to Spencer and get him on the show. Like, let's get this call. Let me talk to him. We'll get him on Ian Hates Music. It'll be great. So this is my life. That is sick. Well, not yet. Not yet it's not because... What if he only allows like 10 second conversation like, hey, thanks for buying my stuff. Uh, yeah, peace out. Thank you. And that is a possibility. And kind of I found that out because I'm like, well, wait a second. When is he going to call? Because there are no times on here. It's not like, hey, send us your cell phone number and then also the appropriate time to call you and Spencer will try and you know work it into a schedule. Like I know he's extremely busy. There's no right. doubt about that. So my phone apparently goes off while I'm at work today and I have it on silent and when I get out and I check my message, it's Spencer saying happy Halloween. Serious? Yep. Happy Halloween. Like it's awesome. It's a nice message and everything. Like it's great. Like you don't expect him. He's not going to leave a message saying, here's my cell phone number or hey, I'll give you a call back. Like this is, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this. Like it's awesome that he left me a message and said, you know, whatever. But that was my opportunity <laughs> to ask him to come on the show and I'm I lost so disappointed. it. I know, right? I'm so disappointed, Ian. Oh my gosh. You can't pick up the phone at work? You know, I've texted you before. Like, if there's something big going on, like if I'm at my desk 
and I have a second, I can send a text off. Like, that's fine. But I can't. Where am I going to go? Like, I'm in the lab. <laughs> I'm in the lab. I'd have to take all my gloves off. Like, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So, yeah, that was my call. So, so wow. Just to show everyone what Ian's life is like on a regular basis, that's what it is. So what, what what did the voice tone say? Just like Happy Halloween. Yeah, it said like Happy Halloween. Hey, you were one of the ten people, and I wanted to give you a call. You know, thanks for supporting, and I hope I see you on tour soon. It's like twenty something oh seconds. Yeah, I know. Well, it's not like he knows me personally. I didn't say, hey, you know, hey, I have a show. So when you call me, like mention Ian hates music or anything. Like I didn't ask him to do a plug for the show or anything so Should've. well i've asked him like that's the thing there are some people that are very back and forth on twitter it's not fan friendly because i know ice nine kills are fan friendly because i've met them before but he has not responded like i even sent a message after this i was like hey thanks for the voicemail you should definitely come on the show like i sent him the episode of ian hates movies where we did scream because scream mm. is his favorite movie and i tried also to get him on the show for that so we'd have like a crossover because i'm a scream expert and if he's a scream oh, expert okay. yeah it'd be like a great little crossover like it would work out perfectly so there's my story i still hope i'm talking to it lives at breeze we've had that conversation i'm gonna have them on the show and i'm hoping they just go like hey spencer like we're on the tour with you why don't you yeah. also do the show sometime like i don't need them to do the show at the same time i don't want to rush anything i think Every trick in the book is a masterpiece. I've been a fan since the beginning. You know, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Not only that, but also I could go through horror movies with them, too. There you go. Wow. That's that's my little story before we start the official show. Just to let people Ian know. Ian hates life. No, that would mean I love life. And that, oh, is yeah. not, that is not the case. That's not the case most times. That is like such an FML moment. I, I, I did not expect that. I was this whole time excited when he said, oh, yeah, I was the first 10. I thought he was going to call sometime this week, and then no, it went. You were at the top, and you just went straight to the bottom in little, little to no time. That's why I'm so good at doing these shows, because I know how to lead a story, <laughs> and then just right off the cliff. Yeah, just drive it to the ground. So, by the way, for all you haters out there, if you want to help me out, feel free to message Spencer and let <laughs> him know that he should come on the show. Don't, like, go crazy or anything. Don't, you know, annoy him. But just let him know, like, there are plenty of people that would like to hear him on the show. Because I think it would be a really good conversation for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, now that I'm past that, we know Ty won't be on the show tonight. Jackson, let's get right into this, okay? I was expecting your new catchphrase, C. Before before I started the segment change. I was going to, but I was like, wait, wait, it's coming. I don't want to interrupt and then have my dumbass see while the fucking guitars are chugging. Perfect. It works out very nice. All right. Well, let's start with the first story, I guess, which is Avenged Sevenfold and Warner Brothers lawsuit is headed for trial now. Now, I did not know that this was an actual thing until I saw the story on Alt Press. This is actually really big. I didn't even know they were assigned to Warner Brothers in the first place. You didn't know that? No, I really didn't. That's uh, why, to be honest. That's why so many people make fun of them, is because they're the one. Now, look, make fun of them, and then you look at Spotify, and Hail to the King has been played 61 million times. But Damn. in our scene, people make fun of them because they're the band that 
quote unquote sold out. Are there any other like bands, like metal bands on Warner Brothers? No. <laughs> there are no I don't think there are any bands from RCM besides like Metallica. But I think don't they have their own label probably now? I believe so, yeah. yeah. But back in the day, it was, you know, hair metal bands and straight metal bands had larger record labels, but now with our bands, actually I think Event Sevenfold is the only one. I might be missing some obscure band. Like uh Yashin was on Sony U or Sony UK or Sony uh Scotland uh, yeah. or something like that. But in general, Event Sevenfold is the one that went to a super huge label and that's where all the rumors were like, hey, they were told not to scream anymore and they were told to be mainstream because that's how they would sell records. And that's, you know, there are the rumors that Shadows blew out his vocals and that's why he can't do it. But a lot of the rumors are more that he was told, like, you guys should not be doing that type of music if you want to make money. Well, see, I would. Allegedly. If it wasn't for this. Yeah, allegedly, of course. If it wasn't <laughs> for this article, though. So just so everyone knows, the whole thing, they're being sued because or there's a lawsuit because Avenged Sevenfold was signed for, was it five albums? With yes. Warner, and they only did four something. They shortchanged the one album. Something like that. Right. Yeah. They owe them an album. So I think that right there shows that they don't give a fuck about the record company. So I wouldn't, I can't imagine somebody like Shadows changing his vocal style just because a record company told him so. If that was the case, something like this wouldn't even be happening, I think. Well, record company or agent. Or man, like it's not necessarily that it was the label themselves that specifically oh, said it, okay. but like I said, it's all rumor and conjecture. But oh, everyone knows what band have you seen recently, or even in I mean, this was a long time ago. What band have you seen do such a drastic change and then skyrocket in popularity? You know, they Rhythm go from the horizon, but they've been doing what they want though. True. That is true. Okay. That, that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure. Maybe that's what Event Sevenfold wants, too. It's a complete possibility. But that from Waking the Fallen, they completely switched. I mean, City of that's Evil, true. completely different. So, yeah. Those are all, like I said, rumors and conjecture. I actually, but the, the thing with me is, first of all, they did break their, obviously, their contract. Um, I think they do deserve to be punished or whatever the hell is going to happen to them in this lawsuit because you know it's part of the contract you do what you got to do and obviously it's not like they weren't ready for a new album because we'll be talking about it later on the show they yeah. literally just released the album the stage right. we'll talk about that later but would you say you like their new sound since they went since they switched their the way they were or do you much rather prefer their beginning sound of avenged well i have a lot to say during the review but i'll leave it at this real quick Nothing beats Waking the Fallen. Okay. No, you're right. Yeah, that's at least for right now. Let's leave it at that. But I did want to mention one thing that they said in the article. They said, or one of the spokespeople for Event Sevenfold said something like along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of if Warner Brothers had another Event Sevenfold album, they'd screw it up like they've done in the past or something, <laughs> oh, yeah. something like that, which is very interesting. That's very interesting to note, which to me means they tampered or did something, allegedly, to their albums before. So whether it was telling them the direction to go in, which I had just mentioned before, or right. it was messing with the marketing or whatever it happens to be, they don't trust Warner Brothers with another album. Which means all those albums before that a lot of people didn't like, 
Now, a lot of people did like them. I mean, you th- consider Nightmare a masterpiece, right? Almost. Almost, but you Almost. have the, you have the vinyl. Yes, though. I did get the vinyl, <laughs> but it is it's higher. I really enjoyed that album highly. And there are things. Look, I have followed Avenged Sevenfold since the beginning, and from City of Evil on, I have plenty of songs that I like from each album. But I don't go straight through each album enjoying it. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not like a lot of the albums that I truly love, where I can go front to back. With Avenged Sevenfold, I'm skipping around and being like, oh, this is an okay song, and then I go to the next thing, you know? Right. That Every album has, like, two or maybe two, one to three singles on every album is like, oh, this is really good, but an album as a whole is not always the best since right. their beginning beginnings. But I, I, so I'm assuming that means that this recent album that they released was not from Warner Brothers, correct? That's what it seems like, right. Well, see, that's so weird. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into well, detail. Yeah. We'll wait till the review. Let's go to the okay. review. But this <laughs> is interesting. This is interesting because there's also that seven-year rule law. The seven-year law is something that they're talking about in California, I guess, which is I think it's something where if you're like with a record label, and this is where I hope, hey, anybody out there, if you want to fill us in on law, that would be great. But it's something, yeah. I think it's something to do with like if you're with a label or you have a contract for seven years or something, you're able to get out of it once you realize you want to move on for some reason something like mm-hmm. that i don't know, i probably sound like a fucking idiot right now but i thought <laughs> it was something but they specifically mentioned and there's going to be more stuff coming out about this lawsuit as we go on so we'll have more oh, information yeah. but they mentioned something about i don't think event sevenfold are worried they didn't just leave and not expect to deal with shit but i think right. they think that they're safe and that they won't have to owe them something they were prepared for this. This isn't. They knew this wasn't something you just get away with. They probably think that there's that this is the better option. Right. That this is more. Be, this is a much better thing for their career than to stick with it. Go through the lawsuit. If anything, it gives them even more attention. To be honest. And it then does. everyone's like, "Oh shit, I forgot about Avenged Sevenfold. Oh shit, they released a new album. What? Like it. It really is. This might be a really professional move by them that they know is going to step up their career even more than they already are. Let's talk about that with the uh, with the new album too when we get See. to there. Yeah, there you go. There's the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure way more stuff coming on that in the future. I I don't doubt that whatsoever. Oh yeah. Now here's something that annoys the fuck out of me. This next story. Same. So mad. <laughs> so mad. And I've seen some bands talk about it already. But for anyone who doesn't know, if there is a band from another country and they want to come tour the United States. When you come here, there's already a price per each member of the band plus whoever you're bringing. So, you know, the crew, all that kind of stuff, they all pay a certain amount of money to come here and tour. So now, last year, the price was $325 per person. At the end of this year, I believe at the end of December, they're going to be raising the price 42% to $460 per person, per band member, per crew member, all that shit. And because it's the it's the I-29 form, that's what they're filling out to be able to do this stuff, and that's what you have to pay for. So I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I, I completely agree. And a big thing of this, I remember bands like Neck Deep and Bring Me the Horizon were making a really big stink about this. Uh, about the time that Warp Tour was starting, I remember mm-hmm. it was the day of Warp Tour when it started that there was a huge vote when England wanted to secede from Europe, 
And the Brexit, yes. Right. So that was the main reason why this is happening. They knew that if they were no longer part of Europe, all European bands or any foreign bands to come to the U.S. now is going to be almost a disaster. Now, it, it'll be okay somewhat for the bigger bands that can afford this, but this really sucks for the bands that aren't as big. Right. Because it's literally almost impossible to make. Because, see, they can come, but it'll be almost impossible for them to make gains off of coming to the U.S. Right. Yeah. They'll make no money off of it. They will. I mean, of course, their music will spread. They'll That's get recognition hope, right. in America. It might help in the long run, but you hope when you go on tour that you make profit, which is the point. And it is. it will be almost impossible to make profit now due to these changes. Yeah, and that, I believe, goes for... Canadian bands as well. It's anyone outside of the U.S. So right there, that's a ton of great bands that now yeah. might have trouble touring in the states. Bands like Landscapes and Snow White's Poison Bite, like all these people that I really like that I have wanted to see on tour here. It's just making mm-hmm. it so much more difficult, and I don't know why they're doing this. They maybe the agency got defunded, and now this is how they're making up for it. But it's fucking shit, man. Like, it just Donald sucks. Trump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, this is happening when he's doing... <laughs> No, just kidding. Just kidding. Just blame everything on Trump. I blame them all. I blame every <laughs> single one of them. They're all the worst. Blame them all. But yeah, no, th- this really is fucked up. I mean, th- I mean, I don't see... I mean, of course, I guess technically America makes more money. I don't know what the situation is. But this isn't one of those things where there is no positive side to this. This is what it is. You got to deal with it. And that's just, you know, as a band, you just need to get used to this. And that really sucks because bands from other countries love coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's a great music platform. And they know that if you can capture the U.S., you're in. Yeah. Like you you have a name. I mean, I mean I'm not saying this because we're American and we're the shit. No, it has nothing to do with that. Right. It's just it's a great country to, you know, to get your name out there. Well, you can travel the around business. to so many different places. You travel around so many different places and hit so many different areas, and that's why it's important. Yeah, I mean, it really is a big blow to all these foreign bands. That really does suck. I'm sure we'll have more news on that as it comes up, and I'll probably, if I have people on the show and they're foreign, I'll have to ask them about that too and see if it will affect whether or not they're going to be coming over or not. Because, yeah, I hate the idea of missing out on live music. Yeah. Just hate it. And it also raises merch sales, too. The, um, these foreign bands will also have to raise their merch prices, I've heard. Yeah, they're going to have to change something. Yeah, however they're going to make up the money, it's probably mm-hmm. going to come out of the fans' pocket, which is how it always happens. It always right. trickles down to us. That's the way yeah, it works, and, and that's unfortunate. They don't want it to be like this, but you know, as a fan, if you know, you get what you pay for. If you really want this, you support, and that's just the way it is. It just sucks because now the fans have to support a little more. But trust me, this isn't the band's doings. This isn't something they've wanted. They're not making more money off of what they're doing. They're just leveling it out. This is right. how, this is what it takes to get by. Exactly. Fuck all this. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. all this. Government it. shit. Seriously. Fucking sucks. Screw politics 2016. Damn straight. Or oh. no, as the singer of Dead Wars Prada loves to say, and he said this on the Rise Up tour, Stop hate, fuck Trump. That was the best line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> as long as it's not our hate, because our hate is good hate. So Yeah, we, we have good hate, guys. Come on, yeah. you know that. Our hate means love. That's the whole point of the show. <laughs> yep. All right. 
Well, let's go on to the next story because I'm just getting mad thinking about that. So, <laughs> Comeback Kid is releasing a brand new album in 2017. Canadian band. So, yep. who even knows if they're going to be able to tour here or not. But, yep. they, I guess they were talking on a new music software called Track, And I guess, yeah. if I have it correctly... This is a program that allows bands that are working on music at different areas to be able to share their music easier. So like if you're a vocalist and you have to fill in the guitar part or something, you send it back and you're like, oh, I like this, but can you change? You know, I guess it's supposed to make it easier. I don't know too much about it. They were promoting that. And in order to promote that, you have to get people to go there for some reason. Well, hey, why not announce our brand new album and say that we're using tune tracks to do it? That's what they did. So, yeah, looks like new comeback kid to release a brand new album in 2017. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it, I mean, I hate to bring Kanye West into this, but it's kind of like when Kanye you West released to. that new album. No, shut up. It's kind of like when he released that new album, and the only way you could hear it, or the only way people knew about it, was if they downloaded that one app, um, title. Oh, the Jay Z thing. Yeah, something like yeah. It was one of those like Spotify kind of yeah. apps. I don't have and that. And the app. only way you could listen to it or even hear about that album was on title. Right. So I guess this is, you know, it brings attention to this yeah. newly side. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I'm sure they made somewhat of a pretty penny on this. That's okay. Yeah, it's no big. And maybe it works. Maybe that's a great thing for bands to have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If we could do it for podcasts, maybe that would work. But I think it's, <laughs> I think it's just for bands. Yeah. We have to be famous, Ian. We're not? Uh well I heard we're pretty big in like the Philippines but that's about it. Nice. <laughs> that's all I've been waiting for. Yep. That was the goal of the show. There's no other. <laughs> all right. So Killswitch Engage announced a two disc Blu-ray slash DVD release uh, titled Beyond the Flames Home Video Part Two. So I'm guessing there's a part one, but I did not see. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I've never bought a band DVD or Blu-ray or none of that kind of stuff. I'm just into the music. I mean, I bought, you know, when Slipknot had their first live DVD, like a couple of bands I have, like I think I have Funeral for Friends as well. There are a couple of bands, My Chemical Romance as well. There there are a few, but I mean, this doesn't really appeal to me as much. And not because I don't like Killswitch Engage. It's just I think now for me to get something that's a video that I actually have to put in my PS4 or something. I, <laughs> it needs to be like amazing. Like the Bring Me of the Horizon, the uh, oh, yeah, yes. the new Bring Me of the Horizon that's going to be coming out. I have that pre-ordered as that's the orchestra thing. Right? Yeah, right. Like I think oh. that is going to be like one of their greatest live performances. So that's something yeah. I want to see. But, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if I need to watch the Kill Switch one or not, but if you love Kill Switch, I'm sure this is going to be great. Yep. So yeah, I think that's a quick story. I think we can move on. I we just let people yeah. know. Hey, if you yeah. want to know about it, go check it out. It's probably coming out soon. I, I who knows? Maybe Ty was going to get that. Possibly. I know he's a really big Kill Switch. Didn't he say in in Christopher's question last episode that was one of the bands in his fantasy lineup? Yeah. That's yeah, probably why. He, that's probably why that's there. He he really liked Kill Switch. Ty only likes old bands. Have people yes. not noticed that yet? That he, is so true. <laughs> he only likes old bands, and it's funny to say old. I mean, Killswitch Engage have been around for a long time. I wouldn't consider them really an old band, but that's what he considers an old band. He likes that, and then all of a sudden I'll recommend something to him like Boston Manor, and that's his new favorite band. 
but then he'll hate everything else that I like. <laughs> That's <so> like, <laughs> like he won't give he won't give famous last words a chance. But oh. Boston Manor, love him. He's like the he's like this is the greatest band. I'm like okay, great. I like him too. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we'll make fun of him later. For that, that's for sure. Oh, by the way, I forgot to ask, how was trick or treating last night? Oh, dude, so sick. Got a shit ton of ghost Reese's cups. Uh, my favorite triple chocolate Kit Kats. Oh, uh, some Hershey with almonds. A couple Dum Dums. Wait, say that again. The nut that yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. What did you call them? I just said Hershey with almonds. The third word on on what you just almonds. said. Almonds. Oh, jeez. You know you don't, you don't pronounce al- the L, right? Oh, what do you say? It's almonds. almonds. Yeah, it's almonds. Oh God, this. See, this is one of those... Okay, so I bet Another you say... Another strike. No, 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 no. You're about to give me a shit ton of strikes. I bet you say caramel. Uh, Actually, that's a good question. What do I say? Caramel. Yeah, caramel. Yeah, no, it's caramel, you nub. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and let me guess. I'm going to take another guess. Do it, do it. You say pecan, don't you? Pecan, yeah. No, it's pecan. No, see, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> the ones you're saying are understandable. On ant, that's all stuff that people say. The uh, caramel or the caramel, that is something people say. No one calls them almonds. It's almond. That's the right way serious? to say it. Yes, you are saying a word incorrectly. The other words have <laughs> tomato, tomato, potato, potato, that you fucking made that stupid so song. Formal. You are saying this word incorrectly. No, no there's no leniency. <laughs> this is just no, Jackson. Yeah. It's wrong. You're saying it wrong. Yes. Yes, there is a correct and incorrect way to say those words. Almond is one way to say it. It's not almond. So just so you know. I'm, I'm going to ask Siri about that when the show's done. I don't yeah, believe Yeah, ask a, ask a robotic voice how to pronounce things. That'll Thank work you. Out. And, I will, and I have it set to the, to the British voice, so it'll sound more <laughs> formal even. Almond. Jackson, what's, almond. Your, what's your Twitter again? My ad name is Jacksito Aguilé1. You're going to have to spell it for people. Exactly. J-A-C-K-S-I-T-O-A-G-U-I-L-E and then the number one. That is my at name. But then like the name that you just see, like the username is just Jack with a pumpkin and a ghost because it's festive and yesterday was Halloween. I need to change that actually. Yeah, you're going to change it. So now you've told people to see something that's not going to be there. And by the way, everyone tuned out. We have like two listeners now. (laughs) That's how boring that was. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna switch it to Jackson. Okay? There you go. But what I would it like is gonna be Jackson. What I would like people to do is to maybe send you messages talking about how to pronounce the word correctly. Okay. Yeah. So that would be you very have funny. No idea. You are not the only one. You were like, I can't even count. If I had a a dollar, or no, if I had a penny for every time <laughs> someone told me that I do not speak words correctly, certain words. I would be a very, very rich man, and our podcast would be like on billboards. What if they gave you money for using cliched statements all the time, too? Would you still be rich? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. I so just had, funny. I'm sorry. As soon as I heard almond, I had to, <laughs> I had to jump on that. I couldn't help it. But also, Jackson, by the way, tell people how old you are. I'm 21. Okay. Just so people don't think I'm doing this show with a 14 year old. That went trick-or-treating <laughs> last night. He is a 21-year-old adult who went trick-or-treating last night. I put on a mask. And see, just so everyone knows, I might be 21, which is um, well above the age of trick-or-treating and passing out candy and dressing up and stuff. I uh, I put on a mask, and I'm very short. 
So <laughs> if I have a mask on, I will look like a 14-year-old boy. That is 100%. <laughs> I don't even have arm hair. My bo- I-, I blame my parents for all my imperfections. But yet, you do have a lady friend, though. I do have a lady so friend. There, yes, that's, I do. that's all that matters. Yep, it's true. I, I get by. Yeah. I-, I, you know, I get by. I, I got it going on. Maybe my game is just that good, you know? It must be. It absolutely <laughs> must be. And, and, the cra- and she's shorter than me, so just imagine how short she is. 5'2". Actually, I think she's 5. Oh, okay. 5'1". Gotcha. Yeah. And wow. I am 5'5". Five, five? That's what you said, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very short. I'm a full foot taller than you are. Holy shit. <laughs> Great colleague in the podcast over here. <laughs> It's I'll the take... big show, literally. No. Ha ha, big show, because we're on the show. Yeah, ha ha. Oh, that was funny. I was going to say Big Cass. <laughs> big Cass Ooh, is more I like, like it, but Cass. yeah. You can be my Enzo. <laughs> Your Enzo. Okay. The annoying little shit that runs around yeah. everywhere. Yep. That no one pays attention to. Everyone just likes looking at Big Cass. That's right. That's cool. the way it works. There I, we I understand. All right, we went off on a major tangent. Let's get back <laughs> to the show. But hey, people are learning about us, you know? True, true, true. All right. It's all about building relationships. Damn straight. All right, so we did mention Comeback Kid earlier. It looks like they're actually not a tour, but they're going to be playing the For the Children Fest in 2016. So this takes place December 10th and 11th at Union in L.A. So if you're around that area, all the profits are going to underprivileged families in the Los Angeles area. So they have a huge list of bands. So look up for the Children Fest 2016 to see the full lineup. But Comeback Kid are going to be on there. 100 Demons, Cruel Hand. There's a bunch of bands. If this is your style of music and you want to go support uh, some people in need, December is definitely a perfect time. And this looks like a really fun show to go to. For sure. Yeah, this is, you know, it's a big thing. You know, donate your money. Just- you know, head up there. If you're in the area, I think this is a really good place where everyone should be attending. It's a good cause. I'd go if I could. Same here. All right. Now what everyone's been waiting for, the Asking Alexandria update. It's too bad we don't Uh-oh. have, like, a stinger for this. For <laughs> so real. we can play it every single time. That'd be fun. I don't know if I, I wonder how long a... this is going to go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> this right, is when the show livens up. Wait, what? Livens. There you go. You motherfucker. My words are perfect today, aren't they? (laughs) It is a great time not to have time on the show to fill in the gaps (laughs) of where Jackson can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everyone knows the basic story of what's been going on with Asking Alexandria. But there are two kind of bigger things that we can talk about now. One of them is the side project that Danny has called We Are Harlot. And actually, that was the band he technically left asking Alexandria for. So it was really his full-time gig was We Are Harlot. They said that they found out the same time in the same way that we all found out that Danny was joining Asking Alexandria again. It's just, it's the same. I don't know why bands can't communicate with themselves. All we have now is social media and text messaging. Like, how do people not, or not send them, or not send them, I guess. Why can't you just go ahead, send something to them? Whatever, there are so many ways to communicate now. I mean, you could send them a voicemail saying, you know, hey, thanks. <laughs> Happy Halloween. You know? Happy Halloween, yeah. Happy Halloween. Halloween just... Happy Halloween. I'm going to join Asking Alexandria. Yeah. Come see us on tour. I, uh, 
this is the kind of stuff you see that or not that you see, but this is the kind of stuff you imagine happens with like the lower bands where it's like not a big deal. Like they can just leave and go to the next band. Like it's you wouldn't expect this with big bands. Like this is crazy. And like the one side tells me, Oh dude, that's so sick. Danny's joining Ask Alexandria, that's so cool. But then another side let's say I wasn't an Ask Alexandria fan. If you were looking this from another perspective, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like like, are you serious? Like, can you not, like, get your stuff together, right. man? Yeah. Like, this this is so unprofessional. Yes, very true. And I'll talk about something similar to that later on in the show, too, which is kind of funny. But they also mentioned, We Are Harlot also mentioned, that their brand new album is coming out in February, no matter what, one way or the other. So they're like, don't worry about it. You're still going to have a brand new album. But they kind of hinted, like, if Danny doesn't come back, we're going to get this out no matter what. Wow. What are you going to do? That is... You You wonder what's going through the mind of Danny. You would think the way he left is that We Are Harlot is the new band. They are like the new shit. They have the better opportunity. You wouldn't think that he would join the band. And I think what... I think the article said 15 months ago is when he officially left Ask Alexandria. That is not a long time no. to be with a band. And We Are Harlot, I know we don't listen to them, but they got pretty up there yeah. very quickly. Right. So to drop out of that, to join Ask Alexandria, plus Dennis leaving, like all this at the same time, it's insane. I mean, obviously, we've never seen anything like this before, and it's crazy, but I mean, obviously, it might not happen. Who knows? But can you imagine <laughs> having a conversation with Danny Warsnop on the show? Just like, please, I'm not going to ask questions. Here's the mic. Just let us know what happened. Oh, I would give him the mic. time yeah. of period to this time. Right. And just tell us your thought process, please. And I bet you we can fucking write a novel on that shit and sell it for a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. I mean, look, we're, we're not going to talk about it in depth because it happened right before the show. We didn't get to prep it. But I yeah. believe he released his solo song today, too. Yep. Yes, he did. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's another thing. Like, it's... Right there on the side. So he was going to do that country album or whatever. And now he's back and asking Alexandria. There's still, from what I saw, there hasn't been any communication between the two. I don't know. Maybe they communicate and we're just like, we're not going to tell anyone. And the second thing is the Sumerian tour is up and running now. I think they've been doing it for like a week, maybe somewhere around there. And mm-hmm. I went ahead and I looked at the set list feature. I did set list FM. And yeah. I took a look at some of the tour so far and the set list for asking alexandria has no songs from the black none do you like that or do you not like that i like it in the way that i think that means that passionately possibly danny doesn't want to play any of those because he doesn't you know what i mean like he doesn't want to play someone else's music or maybe he just is you know how danny is maybe it's just like i can't learn these words fuck that oh well that could also i mean he's got a solo (laughs) thing he's got we are harlot and (laughs) Asking Alexandria, what I think it is, and this is just a theory, but it goes back to the previous text or whatever message that Ben said he got from Dennis when Dennis wasn't answering things, and then he finally did, when he said, there is no Asking Alexandria until I get what's owed to me. That owed Mm -hmm. part always stood out, and we talked about that, about financial stuff last week or the week before. I think that they might owe him money if they play any songs from the black. Okay. So it might not, yeah, it might not even be that Danny doesn't like them or that the band, because the band worked hard on those songs. So 
they have enough stuff that they can do a full set list. Like they don't have to worry about that. But I'm sure, sure they don't like that the album that they just released, what, like eight months, eight, nine months ago, somewhere around there? Like it was in yeah. 2016. So they don't get to play their music that they're probably pretty proud of. I wonder what the band feels about that. Like the not Danny. Like, you know, because when you, their mindset when they got Dennis and they started this new album, you know, they worked their ass off to make sure that this album is going to be their best album yet to prove a point right. that they don't need somebody like Danny. So for them to release that album and then now on a huge tour like this to not play any music off of it, I, like, I would love to know how the band feels. They might all be on the same page. They might not give a shit. Of course, it could be the money situation where, you know, Dennis might have to get paid if they do play the music. I don't know why, but something deep down tells me that Asking Alexandria is okay with them not playing the new music. They, they might just be. want their boy Danny back. And that might be it. And Ben had said that he was going to be putting out a video with the band's reactions to everything. Now, that didn't happen. Look, Sumerian might have shut all of this down because they were realizing that shows like ours and AP and all this stuff were talking constantly about what was happening. And they were like, wow, this looks really, really bad. We need to shut this down on all angles. And that's what they might have done. Because originally the president was going to be giving a video out to people and like it was yeah. going out of control. So they just probably locked it down. They were probably like, no more of this. We'll pay people whatever they're supposed to be paid. And this is just going to be quiet because Ben had mentioned that they were supposed to do that video for Send Me Home. I'm guessing they're not doing that anymore. So people probably lost money on that deal as well. True. Because now that whole album doesn't get any push anymore. There's no marketing. There's no nothing for that album. Why would anyone go buy that album when they're not touring about it? There's no music videos for it. There's no nothing. And that album is one of the better albums of 2016. And isn't the tour even called Into the Black or something like that? Yeah. So Yeah, like, 10 Years in the Black crazy. tour. That's pretty what funny. What the hell? <laughs> that is a great point, Jackson. Well done. <laughs> I've just always been thinking of it as the Sumerian 10 Years tour. And maybe that's because their marketing has not said in the black anymore, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's just such a weird situation. It and really is. The website is even called Sumerian 10 Year. But then when you click on it, it says 10 years in the black. <laughs> and it's, got the, <laughs> it's got the picture from the album cover. <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell you. It even has the album cover. You can tell they're trying to just... I can only imagine the headaches and the sleepless nights that the president of Sumerian is having right now. Just like, please just make this go away. Yeah. Like, he knows that he just signed up for something huge when Danny Warsnop oh, is back yeah. on the label. Absolutely. He's like, fuck, here we go again. All right. <laughs> but at the same time, you work for it. You know, you work hard and you get, I don't really know how to put this. Having someone like Danny brings a lot of attention. Right. They're going to become even bigger because of this, but it's going to be a lot more work. Because they had a lot to prove when they lost Danny and got a new singer to make sure that they're the shit. Right. Now they have even more to prove to show, okay, we got Danny back. This isn't going to be like before where we're all not in tune. Um, Danny is an alcoholic or nothing like that. They need to prove themselves now that they are a professional and they're worthy of our ears. No, so they have a right. lot to prove. I mean, there's a lot of hard work coming along for Ask Alexandria that they need to really consider. And who knows, man? Two weeks from now, we might even get a fucking new page tweet from Dennis explaining the whole situation, and it might make things worse. 
It might make things better. You never know. He might be pissed. He might be okay with this. Who knows? I mean, just hold tight, guys. This is going to be crazy, honestly. Yeah. We'll talk about it some more for sure. But for right now, that covers everything, at least for now. See. All right. So we got two new albums to announce right now. One that got announced today for the beginning of December. It's Crystal Lake. And once again, that's a Japanese band, I believe. So they might have trouble coming to Tori here. Who knows? But they are going to be releasing their new album. I believe it's December 2nd here in the States. So that's interesting. And then also the big one that I'm excited about is Motionless and White came out and announced their new album, Graveyard Shift, is coming out winter 2017. Now, I thought it was a little weird to say winter 2017 because I started to think, wow, that's really far away. But if they're talking about February or January, it's not. But all, but no bands that we've been talking about that have January releases, none of them are saying winter 2017. They're saying January 2017. So I don't know if it's this close or if it's like literally next year. I'm glad you said that because when I first saw winter 2017, I was like, man, I kind of wish they didn't announce this because now it's like I want it now. I don't want to wait a whole well, right. year. And you never see bands announce an album a year advance, you know, especially mm-hmm. with the name of the album. Yes, right. So that's so, they must mean February, yeah, Jan- yeah, probably February because they would say January, I think, but February, I guess, is more realistic. Yeah, and by the way, and to anyone, if you're like into graphic design or anything like that, they actually put up a a some sort of like contest on their website where you can design the album cover right. for them. They have this this whole contest where you can vote for the best ones. So even if you're not into graphic design, you can get on the website. You could vote for what album cover you would like to see the most. It's a really cool concept. So everyone go to their website, motionlessandwhite.net. Check it out. I'm thinking the Ian Hates logo, but in black (laughs) with black petals. On on a gravestone. Yeah. I think that would be perfect. Just like engraved in it. That would be sick. Yeah. There you go. We did it. All right, Jackson. Get Um, on that. Yep. (laughs) Yes, sir. On it. So yeah, obviously I'm excited for that, especially because the single was really good yes and i don't know if that will be on this album but i would assume that it would be but it was a great great single and just got me really excited for new music so agreed all right guys time to move on to new songs all right so we're going to start right off with lower than atlantis and they released their new single, Dumb. You should go and watch this. I think it's on Alt Press. You should go watch this video because it's one of those videos shot in the 360 degrees. Mm -hmm. So through the whole video, you can look around at what they're doing. Now, they're not doing anything. Like They're literally not doing anything. It's just the four of them set up basically as a square in a room playing their instruments and then the camera is basically in the middle so you can go ahead and you can look around to the different people playing as the song goes on but this might be where music videos are going i don't know have you ever watched a music video like this because this is the first one i've seen i've never seen a music video like this but i've seen youtube videos like this there's a lot of vloggers and stuff who will do this kind of stuff they don't do like you said they don't do much in the video they're just playing the song yeah in a in a blank room and you get to look around but it was really cool, and I feel like everyone should see this. And you know this took 
almost little to no money to make right. this music video. And it's cooler than a lot of music videos that they did put a lot of time and effort into it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have a 360 camera. Like, it kind of feels like you're there. It was really cool. And I just watched it on an iPhone. I can only imagine watching it maybe on, like, a bigger iPad. Yeah. Or, you know, a computer or anything like that. If you did one of those virtual reality Samsung things, and oh, you did that, yeah. like, that probably be pretty cool. And that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that band. Like, I remember, I don't know if they do it anymore, but Enter Shikari used to love to do the Wall of Death, but with a Pyramid of Death. If you set up a camera where you did a music video like that, where you're in the pit and did an actual, like, pit experience... Oh, like, I think that'd be a really fun video. Like, you could have the yeah. band members in the pit as well. Like, something like that. You know, we're just giving ideas away to, to people. Right. But that's a really fun. Like, if anybody wants to experience that but doesn't actually want to get in there, here's your chance to do it. Yep, I agree. I mean, I, I actually hope a lot of bands pick up on this. This is really cool. You know, and this is, you know, lower than Atlantis doing this. Imagine some of the more, you know, hardcore bands doing this. Maybe even, like, live footage or they will just set up a 360 camera on stage right like that would be really cool because it would feel like you're on stage and you get to look around you get to see the sky you can look at the ground you can look at all the individuals in the crowd i mean it's a really cool experience i really do i think for what you pay for for the 360 camera you can definitely make something amazing out of it right and by the way i like the track too yeah oh yeah also yeah i know right we talk about the song also it's a good song song. is really good yeah and so it's going to be their fifth album it's called safe and sound safe in sound not safe and sound safe in sound by the way their release date is february 3rd 2017 so it doesn't it doesn't say winter (laughs) doesn't say winter 2017 sorry what label is motionless and white on yeah they're on fearless i wonder if that's like a fearless thing I would Maybe. love to know if there's any other albums coming out and they just have them all set for winter of 2017. We're going to have to look into this. Yep. That's a, that's a little off-air research we got to do. Yeah, absolutely. But at least Hopefully we know... February. Yeah. At least we know Lower Than Atlantis will have their album out in February. So we'll definitely be talking about that for sure. See. Next thing. Code Orange released their brand new track. Brutal. That's a good word for it. Straight up brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's Code Orange. <laughs> Yeah, but it was the music video that like really, to be honest, I don't know if I'd like the song if I wasn't looking at the music video while listening to the song. Oh, sure, sure. It's one of those kind of things. Like, honestly, I don't feel like I would have finished the song if it wasn't for the music video. Gotcha. But it was just, man, it was, it was brutal. Everyone check it out. (laughs) Tell us what you think (laughs) about it. It, I want to know if you guys agree with me. This was just a brutal video and song combination. Right. By the way, this is from Lamb Goat. And I just found this interesting because I did not pay attention to this before. So it says that Code Orange has announced plans to release a new album titled Forever. Guess when they're releasing it? Winter. This winter. Yes. Are you serious? This winter, January 13th on Roadrunner Records. So maybe it okay. is. Okay, sweet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just saw that because obviously I just went straight to the music video. Good job, Ian. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, it's Code Orange. That's what they do. I'm not surprised that it's brutal, you know? So I'll yeah. look forward to seeing what they've got next as well. Next, we have Craig Owen's new band, Bad Channels or Bad X Channels. Yeah, I don't I, really know how you would say it. Bad X? Bad X Channels? No, I think, it's, I think it's just supposed to be Bad X Channels, I guess. I don't even know, but Bad, the letter X, yep. and Channels. All together and, in one word. 
you know, it's his new band. He's releasing a new EP called the YDFML or WHYDFML. Right. Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> he, know what he's doing. He's always doing. been weird? really weird with names yeah. and albums and all this stuff, and this is another example of that. I think earlier this year he put out some like, what was it, like deathcore or deathcore or grindcore EP or something weird with a different. I don't know. He put out something that was really, really weird. He just now that he's done with Chiodos, he just does whatever he wants, which is completely fine. This actually, I'll, I'll be honest, this wasn't terrible. Like, I listened to the one song. You can hear it on Spotify. It's called One Car Funeral. And Mm -hmm. the EP is coming out on Sharp Tone on November 18th. Check it out. It's Electropop. It's Electropop where he swears. And (laughs) I think that was the most surprising. I'm like, you're not going to get a whole lot of airplay with that track there, buddy. But look, he's still talented. Now, what I worry about is because you can hear a lot of echo. And I I don't Mm. think he's using auto-tune. But you can hear the echo. I wonder if his voice isn't the same as it was before, and now he has to mask some of that stuff. I don't know. It would be a shame because he was such a great vocalist. He really was. And it's crazy that, I see, I didn't know this till today, he's on Sharp Tone Records. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I'm going to start off by saying when it said new band, I expected something totally different because the word band. Well, right. (laughs) This doesn't sound like a band. This really just sounds like him, you know, in the studio and, you know, making music. But... You wouldn't expect him him to be with Sharp Tone Records, and this is also big for Sharp Tone Records at the same time because remember they just started and they have We Came as Romans, Miss May I, Attila, and then now Craig Owens' band Bad Channels. Right. So Bad X Channels. You know, you never know. Sharp Tones might be on the rise here. I mean, those are. I mean, of course, everybody knows my uh, my thing with Attila, your, but your affinity for Attila. Yes, yeah, we do. We hear it all Allegedly. the time. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, those are still three big bands, like successful bands, as, you know, that make their record label look great. Yeah, very true. So we'll have to see how this goes. I mean, I'll listen to the rest of the EP. I Same. Mean, yeah, yeah, they have a song with Tyler Carter on there, too. I looked at yeah. the track listing, mm-hmm. so that, that'll be cool to hear, too. I'll give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. All right, I think, once again, this is a shorter new song section. Yeah. So I believe Jackson has a concert review coming up, so stay tuned for that. See. <laughs> I think I laughed during our segment change, which is fine. It's just a tad bit. Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> just to let people know where we are. All right. So, Jackson, why don't you take us through your review of the Rise Up Tour? All right, class. Listen here. I, uh, oh, Jackson geez. Aguilera in here. And uh, I attended the Rise Up Tour. This ba- this tour consists of Memphis Mayfire, The Devil Wars Prada, Silverstein, and Like Moth to Flames. Now, <laughs> every band is great. Ian, do you agree? Really? Um, every band is great. Do you agree? No, I don't. Let me guess. You don't like? Oh yeah, you don't like Like Moth to Flames, right? I plead the fifth. You didn't like them live. I plead the fifth. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I'll just skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should tell people about it. Um, they they started the show, and they actually did really good. That's good. Um, yeah, they did really good. Um, his vocals are really good live. I don't really know too much about the clean vocals. They're mm-hmm. a little um, way different than what you hear on, the, on record. Okay. But if you're looking for a live performance that's fun and entertaining... They kill it. They're really good. 
I like like Monster Flames. They played a lot of their hits, so I was really happy about that. I did notice they only played, I think, one song off their new album. Okay. So I don't know if that was just, you know, that's just how they felt. I don't know if they were doing a different set list every night. Sure. Or maybe their new album didn't get that well of reception. But they mainly just played older music, which was shocking. Gotcha. Okay. But um, so after that, Silverstein came on. And oh, they, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Silverstein. They killed, This was actually the first time I see them live. What? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm breaking the fourth wall here. Everybody listening, um, he's Deadpool in this shit. Yeah, I actually recently got into Silverstein. I'm how, not kidding. How's recent? Like, it has not been more than a year. What? I'm not kidding. Wait, is it because of the show? Did you yeah. listen to the whole episode that we did on Silverstein? No. Oh. You know, you know how I discovered them? How? Uh, Shane told the podcast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That son of a bitch. Uh, yep, he snagged a, he snagged one of us. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> whatever if everyone listens to the garrett russell conversation i had he compared me directly to shane told so yes he did bam hey. i'm putting that like if i had a resume i would put that on the fucking <laughs> resume that's all i'm saying for real yeah no dude i i do not prefer his podcast over this one and i'm not and i'm not saying that because i'm on it but <laughs> I, I feel like this is just a better show anyways well but, uh, let Silverstein. me let me just and i actually this came up in the wolves at the gate uh, conversation that we'll talk about a little bit later, but Shane will have something that almost everyone will never be able to have. He's done it all. You know what I mean? Like yep. he has that insider information that I don't have. I was in failed bands. I don't have a major band that yep. I can be like, you know what I mean? So that's why he'll always be good at what he's doing. So I'll never take anything away from him. I just wish that sometimes that artists would just go make their art and then let me talk yep. about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I discovered Silverstein. Like, no joke. I, I've always heard of them, but I just recently got into them. Like, if I want to be technical, I'd probably say no more than six months ago. That's fucking nuts, man. Yeah, and, and see, here's the thing. When I got into listening to this music, I've always heard of Silverstein. What? I know... That they are the titans of the scene. Yeah, they like, are. I understand that. I just never, I just never got around to listening to them. It was one of those things. And then I heard one song from them, and of course, I'm sure anybody can guess what it was. My heroine. Yep, yeah. I heard my heroine, and I was like, oh shit, wow, I've been missing out. Then I heard Smile in Your Sleep. Oh yeah. And then after that, I got into their new stuff. Oh sure, yeah. And that's when I got the I'm Alive and Everything I Touch vinyl because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of that album. Oh yeah. So, you know, I guess you consider me one of the new age Silverstein fans. That's good. So, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed seeing them live. I thought that was super cool. And I've actually passed up on seeing them before because they've hit up Warp Tours that I've been to. They've hit up South by So What when I used to go here in Texas. And I just never saw them. So seeing them this time in a small venue was really cool. And I was, you know, I was pretty close and it was great. So I really enjoyed that. And they played a lot of their new stuff. As in the new album, mm-hmm. like one song from like in the, you know, in the album before. And then they played the rest off of their amazing album, the Discovering the Waterfront. Right. That's that's how they went about that. So it was a really good show. Then well, after first that. First of all, before this, you go on, though, what's funny yeah. to me still, and we had talked about this on the show before, how are they possibly the second opener? There must be something where they just said, fuck it, we don't care. 
because they don't have anything new out where Memphis Mayfire has something new out, the Devil Wears Prada has something new out because Silverstein should be headlining that show. That's what I was just about to get oh, to. Oh, sorry. They, I can tell because if you go on set, I just found this out. If you go on Setlist FM, they have a different set list almost every week. Oh. And that's because they all take turns headlining. There you go. That. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I like so that. So the day that I went, uh, Memphis Mayfire was headlining when I thought Devil Wears Prada was headlining the whole tour. Right. That's what I thought. Well, that's what the, the promos look like. Yeah, the pictures. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I like so, that. That that's great. It was cool. No, yeah. it really was. I, I like that. Yeah, and, and they I mean, all but, got a good amount of time. But hold on, like Moss to Flames isn't, isn't headlining though, right? Ever? No, I okay. don't think they ever headline. Phew. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I wish everyone could see Ian's face when he asked that question. <laughs> it was like a legitimately worried face. Like, I was worried for the people what? that paid to go see it. You know how <laughs> rip. You know how rip shit I would be if I showed up for that show because I couldn't go to that show because. I was doing a show, so I could not go to that one when it went to Worcester. Mm-hmm. It's the same as tomorrow I'm not able to go see Fit for a King because I have another interview conversation for everyone. Hopefully that's happening tomorrow, so I will have it for everyone sometime soon. Hey. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Got to keep it hush-hush. <laughs> Got to keep it hush-hush. Hush, hush. Se- secret, secret. I won't be able to go see Asking Alexandria when they're here because I just have other commitments that I can't go to see these these things. But if I showed up and it was, especially since I've seen Silverstein probably over 10 times and almost every time they've been headliners, if I showed up and like Monster Flames was headlining. And by the way, (laughs) I know this is is bringing up something way from the past that Deftones, remember I wasn't going to trash the venue that I went to see Deftones? So they have been dodging my stuff. They were talking to me initially, and they've stopped. So I'm going to give them a little bit more time, but then the trashing will commence. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Good. Honestly, they should probably get it already. It's been a while. It's been it's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. <laughs> what is that, like three months ago? That was summer. So, I mean, it was even longer than three months ago. Shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Not to get off track. All oh. right. Tell me, no problem. Tell me about the Devil Wears Prada because that is your like almost all-time favorite band. That it was, might be my all-time favorite band. Well, they were your headliner for the question that we got last week as well. Yes, sir. Yep. So go ahead. So Devil Wears Prada came on after Silverstein, and they didn't do too they, well. They they do what they do that makes me always reassure myself that they are the best live band oh, ever. Oh, hell. Yeah, they it's different every single time with new music or without. Their set list is completely different every time. And their stage setup is completely different every time. And they just, you know how when you start started this show and even you still talk about it every now and then, you love to see when bands have passion. Yes. Even if the music is not even that good. Right. You will love a band's passion and you feel it just by looking at them or just by hearing the music. That's what I feel when I watch Devil Wears Prada live. They don't look like a band that is over 10 years old or anything like that. Right. They bring it every single time, and they put on the best shows ever. I am still sore right now <laughs> from the pit in that fucking show, and I'm not kidding you. I have a busted lip. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't really get into the crowd for much bands. Devil Wears Prada is one of them. The venue was not packed. Till the Devil's Prada came uh, started. Wow. Okay. I've never seen that before. The That's Devil, really weird. See, 
like Monster Flames and Silverstein, when they played, I'd say the venue was about halfway full. Okay. When the Devil Wears Prada began to play, a lot of adults came in the venue. It was really weird. And I mean people like 30s. Well, I wonder if people were thinking that Silverstein was going to be, because that's how they have it on the promo normally, is Silverstein second to Devil Wears Prada. So it's possible that they did it that way. It's possible. Uh, but it was crazy. And then when the, see, here's the thing. Okay, so Devil Wears Prada killed it. I'm just going to put it like that. They had two TVs also, so they played... A lot of like videos as every song. It was a different video every song. Okay. It was so cool. They played off their new album. They played uh, Praise Poison. They played Daughter. Shit, shit, shit. Uh, to the Key to Evergreen. Oh, good. And Fly Over States. Yeah, so one out of... One I knew out you were going to say that. <laughs> I will tell you, hearing those songs live were incredible. But they okay. played a lot of old music. They had a really long set. Now, I know Silverstein was, you know, the second opening band but even they got like a 35 minute set yeah they gave the there was no local bands this, this oh, wow. is like right. yeah they gave every band a huge chunk of time nice um that was proud of they played the, a lot of the zombie p a lot of the space ep i mean they played a little bit of everything they even did a mashup with dogs can grow beards all over html rules dude um reptar king <laughs> of the ozone they did it all in one song gotcha yeah and it was sick anyways when they left Half the venue left when they got done. Wow. Okay. Yes. And I'm not kidding. That was insane to me. And then Memphis Mayfire came on. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I only stayed for one song. What? Oh, did you and go it, to meet? You're, you're no. big on going to talk to bands. I am. But this was not that situation. I've never been so beat up and so tired <laughs> and so dirty that I've had to leave the show. And this was one of those situations. Wow. Okay. Like, I was drenching sweat, and I was fucking beat to shit. I was with my girlfriend also. Yeah. yeah. And she was in the crowd, too. And she she, she got hit in the head. Oh, I mean, no, oh man. It was bad. I mean. And you're only 5'5". Five five. You can't protect her. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it was an insane crowd. I mean, oh, best show ever. It really was. I couldn't stay for Memphis Mayfire. And it has nothing to do with Memphis Mayfire. I just... I did not feel like staying any longer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt like those three bands were good enough. They knocked the shit out of you. That has never happened to me before where I've left for a headliner besides this wildlife. But I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was more like they were knocking me out with sleep. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I gotta see that's worse. <laughs> see, hey, I stayed for two songs. Out, but it was waking me up. I stayed for two songs. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. better than I did. I didn't even, they didn't even set up. I was waiting, and I remember I looked at my watch, and I was like, if they're not, if I don't see any progress of them being done in the next five minutes, I'm out. I, I can't. I mean, I want to go home. I'm fucking, de- I'm dead tired. And this is like at 11 o'clock at night. So I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm just going to head on out. I, I saw the main bands I wanted to see, to be honest. Silverstein and Devil's Prize. Well, right, right. It just continues your whole, like, let me continue to lose credibility thing that you like to do every week. So it, this oh, just keeps it, it keeps it going. <laughs> so oh, shut up. I've never done that. Let me keep getting my ranking down so it'll always be Ian and then Ty and then Jackson. Like, Yeah, you know you know that I've been trying to get kicked off the show for some time now and you're not taking the hint. I'm too nice. I feel like you're starting to catch on. I'm too nice to let you go. That's got to be it. You'll try and walk like, out of the show at some point tonight. It's like, oh, I'm too beat up. <laughs> 
on two feet. I'm up, just like, gonna <laughs> Dennis this shit and just like stop <laughs> replying to all your messages and just there, not log on my Skype anymore. There is no Ian hates music until I get what's owed to me. Exactly. <laughs> so much that needs to be owed to me. I mean, oh man. So much. I mean, grammar lessons. <laughs> oh yes. Thank God for the grammar lessons and all the beatdowns and insults that you guys have given me. Oh, of course. Well, that is good that at least you got to enjoy some of the show. Yep. All right. Well, let's go on to upcoming tours. We have a – we're not going to switch segments for this. So they announced, or at least Bring Me the Horizon announced the American Nightmare Tour for March and April of 2017. Now, there are no official dates yet. I can tell you if they're coming – Anywhere near where I am, I will most likely go see it. Yeah, same here. I'm actually almost 100% sure that they're coming to Dallas because March, every year, March in Texas is South by So What. Right. Or So What Music Fest. They changed yeah. the name. Right. And when I went in 2014, Bring Me the Horizon of Mice and Men and For Today were the headliners. Okay. And, oh, and Attila. Oh. And none of those bands got to play because it got rained out. And this was, I mean, I still to this day have not seen Bring Me the Horizon live. So gotcha. I was very, very upset about that. So, and I guarantee you that Bring Me the Horizon is coming to South by So What. I mean, look at look at it, man. I mean, they, they got rained out last time they came. It's every year in March. And this does start in March and finishes in April of 2017. I guarantee you. And it's funny because if you go on the So What Twitter page, they just announced yesterday saying that we have huge news coming up. So Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they don't remember that themselves. Like I'm sure they Oh, I they, bet they do. No, I bet you the management's like, Oh yeah, so that one got rained out, so we're gonna skip and they're like, We don't even fucking know what that is. <laughs> Fuck you. That's <laughs> they don't care. You think Ollie cares anything about that whatsoever? Yes. Wrong. You Probably. are you're incorrect, sir. <laughs> Well, now we might as well just talk about regular tours as well, because I don't think there's been anything new that's been announced, so we're just going to run through this real quick. You got the New Era Tour with Farewell, My Love, The Funeral Portrait, and Matt Skagem. You've got Argus Burns Red with The Messengers Tour. You've got Friends of the Show, Alteris, and Young Medicine out on their tour as well. We mentioned before the Sumerian 10 Years in the Black Tour is going on right now. The King 810 or King 810 dates are doing their special tour in December. And then you've got the hella chuggy pop punk tour with Bad Case of Big Mouth. And really, that's mostly it. The Rise Up tour is continuing. The Beartooth Aggression tour is continuing. All these tours are basically continuing until around December or so. And then most people are going to be taking breaks. You've got the Ice Nine Kills, the Thanks Killing Fest that we talked about. That'll be there. And then our last night with hands like houses, out came the wolves, and the color morale. They're also out too. Uh, Crown the Empire is touring with Bless to Fall. Oh yeah. New Year's Day, too close to touch and light up the sky. I actually just remembered that. I'm gonna try and go to that one if I can. That looks like a good one. Yeah. I don't think David's on this. I've been here. You know, I keep forgetting to bring that up on the show. I don't think their screamer David is on the tour. Oh no, really? I didn't know that. There's been a lot of shit that he's he's went um he's went rogue. What the fuck? Okay, we're going to yeah, have to talk about that next week. he just tweeted about, I think, two days ago or three days ago saying, I am alive, and that was the first time he tweeted since, like, this September. All right, we'll have to talk about this next week then. 
Yes, sir. That's for sure. Okay, that's that's good. We'll put that on our radar then for everyone. But yeah, there'll be a bunch of stuff. I mean, Ty's going to have a bunch of reviews for shows because I think he went to something Halloween night as well that he was talking about before or like sold out fest or something that I think he was going to go to. So there's a bunch. I got a bunch of shows coming up. Jackson's got shows. So we'll definitely have more stuff to announce as it comes up. Okay, let's go on to our favorite. It's review time. Let's get to reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Album reviews. Yes, yes, yes. It is time for album reviews. So we've got some to go through. You might have dodged a bullet with Ty not being here because I don't think Ty was a fan of most of these. So we will check in with him next week for sure. But let me start off with a relatively quick review on this one because I know Jackson didn't get a chance to listen to this either. This is Altered Perceptions. From Rise to Ruin on Artery Recordings. So this is Deathcore slash Progressive Metalcore. It's their sophomore release. So I have not heard their original. So I'll have to go back. But I don't know. It's tough to say on this one because I don't often do Deathcore. Like I like a lot of the technical work on Deathcore. But I'm not a fan of the vocals as much. Sell me here, Ian. Sell me. Make me want to hear this shit. All right, here we go. (laughs) This album is very, very aggressive. Okay. That's number one. Also, I liked it's called From Rise to Ruin. And guess what? There's a reason. You want to know why? Because they were good and now they suck. No, no, no. (laughs) uh, This isn't normally my style. I actually did not mind this that much, but there are things that don't connect with me the way people that like Deathcore that it would connect with. Okay. But the reason it's called From Rise to Ruin is because the first track is called Rise and the final track is called Ruin. Uh, okay. That's that's pretty nifty. That's clever. That's a, that is clever. That's I don't cool. know if I've seen any other band do that before. I like that. I think that's that's nice. And also, the last track, Ruin, has Alex Kohler from Chelsea Grin. Oh on it oh, as cool. well. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. So I thought that this album coming out is great great timing with Halloween because if I lived in an area like where I live in apartments and everything in Boston, there are no trick or treaters that come around. But if for some reason people are like decorating the outside of the house or something and they were like trying to set the mood for Halloween, I would put this fucking album on and <laughs> every single kid would be scared as fuck. <laughs> to come around because there are literal shrieks like the squeals yeah there it's like four different types of vocals that go from like wailing shrieking death growls and talking (laughs) like that's and it's every single one and every single one sounds creepy like that's what it seems like they're going for in this i really want to hear this you sold me I'm sorry. I'm trying. Even I'm, if it's bad, no, I gotta hear it. I'm trying to sell it to everyone. Look, I don't think I bet you, and this is just coming from someone that doesn't do deathcore really barely at all. Like we wanna we wanna talk about a lot of the genres in our scene, and deathcore would still be kind of in our scene. But it's kind of that thing where, you know, hey, 
Jackson, if I if I asked you and I said, hey, what do you listen to normally? And you said anything but country or something like that, right? Or anything but pop music. Anything I, but hip hop. Yeah. Then I could go, hey, what's your favorite deathcore band? You know what I mean? Like people okay. don't consider that as like something. Like if a girl goes, oh yeah, anything but anything but metal. Well, then you must love grindcore and deathcore and electronic yeah. core. Like you know, it kind of goes like that. I don't think this is bad. I bet you this is probably one of the better deathcore bands because they're also mixing in some metalcore. There's definitely a bunch of breakdowns in there. There's a bunch of stuff that you're going to recognize. Like technically, I think they're sound. Like I don't think. I'm in the right position to really technically review this because is it like Chelsea Grin? Like, is it like that sort of essence? No, kind no, of? because they're mixing so many different vocal styles. It's not. It's not. There's some thrash in there. There's some. You know, you can you can hear the elements. They've they've melded, and we're gonna talk about a band that I don't think necessarily melds a lot of genres together as well. This band melds the genres together very well. Like, I would like to see this band live. I would like to see okay. how they pull this stuff off because I think they did a very good job. It's just it's not something – I don't know. I think the way to explain it – I know we're making a lot of jokes on this stuff. But your girlfriend, I know you've introduced her to heavier music and now she probably – you said she listens to heavier music than you do sometimes? I swear this whole time I was thinking this is what she would like. Like I'm going to show her this. She – listens to harder shit than I do now. Well, that's and what, I right. started her with like sleeping with sirens and stuff. Yeah, right, right. Well, I think in general, once you hear this, and it'll be fun once you hear this to let me know and let the audience know next week what you think about it. I think a woman's talking to you. She's like, what music do you like? I don't lie. I don't go like, oh, I like the top 40s or whatever. I don't lie about that. I say what music I like. And I'll say post-hardcore, screamo, metalcore, metal. I'll say that. And... A lot of women will be put off by that because I right. think what they think I'm listening to is this. That's, I completely agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're thinking we're listening to the deep growls and these wailing shrieks and the stuff that sounds like it would work perfectly in a haunted house or a murder torture porn movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, God. Like this could easily be in Hostel. You know what I mean? Like, this is the right. kind of scene they're setting up here. And like I said, it's very aggressive as well. So this would be one of those things where, especially if you were you were going to go have an intimate moment with your woman, and you wouldn't be like, hey, Spotify, play, <laughs> play Alter Perceptions. It probably wouldn't go over well, unless she yeah. already liked them. You know what I mean? I totally agree with what you're saying, because before I got into this music, if someone told me I listened to, you know, what you just said... I would envision not only that, I would envision, oh, that's devil music. <laughs> when you hear that's what it's going to sound like. This is straight from the devil's mouth. <laughs> devil's mouth hell? to your ears. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Give it a chance. It's Alter Perceptions from Rise to Ruin on Artery Recording. So, look, if this is your style of music, I bet you there are a bunch of people that are going to really like this. And I, it's not like I dislike it either. It's just it's not normally my style but i did pick out many parts that i really enjoyed i agree with your with your stance because i mean you understand that it's not really our album to judge because this isn't something we really catch ourselves listening to anyways unless yeah. it's like outstandingly good yeah and i think that they're probably making a big name in the scene for themselves with this album hopefully so let's move on to memphis mayfire this light i hold on Rise Records, 
I mean, Jackson, you just saw them live. So you can probably <laughs> tell you. us how all of these songs turned out. Okay. <laughs> I should have known that was coming. Yes, you should have. Yes, you should But I will start with you, though. So okay. what did you think? I think this is a really good album. I think it's a lot better than Unconditional. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs do not drag out. They don't all blend together like they did in Unconditional where almost everything sounded the same. And I don't want to say that Unconditional was a bad album because I thought it was also a, you know, a good album, but it's missing that thing that like, see, when you hear this, you know, it's Memphis Mayfire, but it misses that thing where it's like, oh, that is such a Memphis Mayfire thing to do. Like something that stands out. Like they don't, I don't, I don't feel like they have a wow factor. Right. Right. I I can see that. Yes, I agree. I agree. They have it. I think Maddie Mullins is a very talented vocalist. Yeah, he is. He is. He has a good voice, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's his fault. I don't really know whose fault it would be. I just don't think that they're making the music that they. I don't think they're making the best they can. I really don't. I don't feel like we've still seen the highlight of Memphis Mayfire, and this album is not their highlight. I I don't think so. It's a good album. I really liked it. There's a. I honestly, there was probably not one song I didn't like on this album. But right. I just, I expected a lot more. I feel like they're a lot better. I really do. Because they have so much talent that I expect more. And it's weird because we haven't, I haven't seen that tip yet. I can't say, oh, well, it's not like as good as this out. No, it's, I just feel like they have so much more. So I partially agree with you. I think they may have more, but I don't think you're ever going to see it. I think this is what Maddie wants. I think you see what I mean. So it's the same as when we talk about bands saying like, hey, you know, we're changing for this reason. We're changing for that reason. As long as they're doing what they want to do, I'm I'm happy with that. I don't want them changing because of some outside influence or anything. So with Maddie, I think this is what he wants. I don't think he's thinking of it any other way. So I don't see them pushing themselves to do any more than this, if that makes sense. I agree. It's so, it's yeah. true, and it sucks because I really like the album. I and it sucks that I have to say, you know, I expected more. I mean, bands can take it as a good thing or a bad thing. Well, sure, yeah, absolutely. You can go either way on this. I will agree with you once again. I think this is better than Unconditional. Unconditional yeah. is where they lost me. So I thought Challenger was a good album, and yep. I think a lot of these tracks seem to continue from Challenger and not Unconditional. Like I actually thought that a couple of these tracks were on Challenger. I was yeah, like, wait very a second. Challenger-esque. This, yeah, this sounds very, very similar. And I think they probably took some notice of what fans were saying after mm-hmm. Unconditional came out. I would think that might influence them a little bit. But if you go to some of these songs, it actually, and once again, this album is similar in vain to another album we're going to talk about in a little bit. Just like I talked about Alter Perceptions, there's another different band that is similar in a way. Some of these tracks are mainly on I'm going to do what I want and you can't tell me what to do. That's what most of these lyrics are about. So that's why I think they're not going to change anytime soon because they're only doing what they want. Like I'm going to care, like carry on. I'm going to carry on and do what I want, not for you and not for anyone else, because my purpose is higher than that. And that's where you get into the religious stuff that he's obviously talking about. Right. But 
it's all the same stuff with Maddie. And it's not that it's a bad thing. If it's something you enjoy, it's something you enjoy. I like this album as well. I gave it a few listens. I'll probably give it some more. But this might turn out to be an album that I just don't go back to because there's nothing necessarily that stands out about it. It doesn't contain a huge wow factor. It just doesn't. Which is what you said, yeah. So that's kind of the way. There's nothing wrong with this album. It's not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination. Like you said, Maddie is a talented singer. Like I love to talk to him about his vocals, like all that kind of stuff. But yep. this album in general will do well for them. But you're right. It's just, And also, even though you were beaten up a little bit and stuff, if this had been an amazing album, I think you would have stayed at the show. It's true. Yeah. If if you had been in the pit for Memphis Mayfire and then Devil Wears Prada was coming up, you would have stayed for the stayed. whole show. Yeah. For sure. That's kind of the way I, I look at it is I wouldn't I will not hide behind that. That is a guaranteed fact. I don't care if altered perceptions came on before the show and absolutely <laughs> destroyed my body of how hard that probably pit would be. They would. I would stay for Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. They so, they proved me that it's worth that. Right. You know? And yeah, I just don't think Memphis Mayfire did that with this. And you know, hey, I know there are lots of people that love it. I absolutely, yeah. but it's just it's a good album. I think people should check it out. If you even if you didn't like Unconditional, I think you'll like this because I think it is different from that one. I think they have standout tracks. It's it doesn't just blend together. So for everyone, just check it out. It's Memphis Mayfire, This Light I Hold on Rise Records. All right. Well, let's move on from that one. And let's get to Out Came the Wolves, Strange Fate on Roadrunner Records. Now, this is the band that I was mentioning when I brought up Altered Perceptions and the genre melding that they were doing. So it's not saying that Out Came the Wolves is deathcore or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. But what I want to say is this is a good first album. I don't think there's Mm -hmm. really anything necessarily wrong. I think it's a good first album. I think... The thing that they did, and it's so weird to say it, but when you listen to every track, I have trouble following what they want. Like, what do they want to put across to everyone? What type of band are they? Because every track seems so varied. It's varied and it's unfocused. So I don't know what band they are. Like, I used to think they were metalcore. But right. with all the different genres that they added into this thing, I don't know what they are anymore. And I'm interested because you had said that they were very good live, right? Yes, yes, they're very good live. I was super impressed when I saw them. Their vocalist is very talented. I am seeing them with The Color Morale, Hands Like Houses, and Our Last Night. So I'm holding back most of my judgment to see them live because there's nothing wrong with this album it didn't hit me to where I was like, I have to continually listen to this over and over again. And what I'm thinking of is in this sophomore album that will be obviously later on in probably like two years, maybe maybe a year and a half, if they focus down to what they really want to give us, I think that'll be the big thing. And that's kind of where I'm coming from on this one was it just between going from like alternative to pop rock to weird screams that like it's not overproduced or anything like i think things they're technical i think everything worked out well for them in showing how talented they are except for narrowing down their scope of what they're trying to get out to everyone right it would it would be really hard for someone to say hey you need to listen to out came the wolves oh really what kind of band is that and that's when you would have to think like oh 
Uh, well, it depends what song you listen to, yeah. man. <laughs> at one, I'm like, oh, it's Breaking Benjamin. At another, it's Chevelle. At another, yeah. it's Memphis Mayfire. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, you, it's they're so bouncing different. around. Yeah, to so many different bands. So maybe it's, they're having trouble finding their identity. That's a possibility. Or they just got too overzealous. I mean, they're on a major label. They're on Roadrunner. So, already. Yeah, already, which is showing they have talent. It's just, who knows, maybe they got pressured into not falling into a certain group. Maybe they wanted to do something that was spanned over a lot of different genres. But yeah, I think a more focused, developed album will really help them out with their sophomore. I agree. See, the thing with me, every song is completely different, like Ian just said. I feel like it would make a little more sense. And it sounds kind of stupid. Like, well, Jackson, that doesn't take away the fact that every song is different. I feel like it would fit a little more if they rearranged the order of the songs in the album. Okay. These songs switch around so much. Like, you go from a soft song to a hard song to a hard song to a soft song. And it's very weird. And I feel like they could have structured the album in a way that maybe for someone listening to it just once wouldn't catch some the stuff that we just said. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Well then And then after hearing it over and over, then they would notice. They would have had to make sure that Bleed wasn't a single then. Because they yes. put that one out and that one's so different from everything yeah. else on the album. I agree. And and Baby Blue for oh, that yeah. song to be at the beginning of the album is like, you know, that's kind of seems like an album finisher almost. Sure. And Strange Fate. Their title track is yeah, a minute and a half, and it's not even a song. Yeah, I, I it was funny because when I heard the album, I they've already released like the first four sing the first four songs of the album were singles. Mm-hmm. So I went straight to like the middle of the album first, and you started and with I was that. Like, one. <laughs> yeah, I started with Strange Fate, and I, and I didn't realize the time of the song. I was just listening to it, and I was like, okay, okay, long intro, cool, cool, cool. And then I'm like, well, fuck, when is this going to kick in? And I look down and I see that it's a minute and 35 second song. Yep. And it's just an instrumental. And I was like, yeah, are some... you fucking serious? And now I have like three songs left that I haven't heard. There's some background vocals, but it's few and far between. Yeah, it's not really considered, yeah. you know, a song. Right, right. So, yeah. So, look, I'm looking forward to seeing them live. People will get the review once I've seen them live. I'm sure they'll be good, just like Jackson said. But, yeah. I'll look forward to a, a sophomore album. I'll give this one some more listens too. It's not like I'm like, no, not going to deal with this anymore because I don't think it's bad. It just needs some focusing. It's just different. It's weird. It really is. Yeah, that's true. So it's Out Came the Wolves, Strange Fate on Roadrunner Records. All right, Jackson. It's time, oh, baby. It's time. We got two more left. Upon a Burning Body, straight from the barrio on Sumerian Records. Let me start this one out. San Antonio. <laughs> We're getting to that, motherfucker. <laughs> I knew that. This is how I remember Upon a Burning Body. So do you remember oh, yes. the cover song? The chronological order. Here yeah. we go. Do you remember the cover song, Turn Down for What, that they did? Yeah. I Sadly, I remember. What? Yeah. It's amazing. I didn't like that. Well, let no. me. What? You didn't? Oh, I thought it was great. But who did? He did it with a rapper. He did it with a <laughs> rapper from the rapper that's on Law and Order or whatever. His name is Ice-T. No. Lemonade. Read the sign. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit. Yep. I've been waiting. I've been waiting a fucking week to do that joke. <laughs> and now I'm pissed <laughs> that Ty wasn't here because I know Ty would have laughed his fucking ass off at that joke. Yeah. Because that was amazing. 
I know what everyone out there. Geico in the, commercial. I don't know. It's whatever that insurance commercial was. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Oh, it took fuck. you so long to get it because obviously I knew who it was, so I couldn't say it though. Otherwise, I, I would ruin the joke. I didn't know who it was and that we were on the same page here. Oh, but no. no I, I, got, I got duped. No, Jackson, you're forgetting. I know music. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn, son. Okay. It, it's that kind of episode. When Ty's not here, I just get, like, vicious. Yep. And I'm going to say something at the end of the episode, and I hope I get to say it. I'm just going to put it like that. Oh, okay. All right. Remind me. Remind me. Okay. Just in case I forget. I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll get there. Let's okay. hope I get to say this. Continue. All right. So I got my awesome joke out. So that's great. <sighs> Let me think. So I'm going to say, first of all, I probably didn't hate this like you guys did because I know Ty hates it. I already saw his posts on social media about this. Oh, yeah. He does not keep quiet before the show. It's like there's no teasing information with him. He's just like, this sucks. Oh. So I probably did not hate it as much as you guys did. I'm going to say that. It's Attila Light. I guess is is a good way to put it. But I think by the time you get closer to the end of the album, I think the songs are a lot different than you'd expect them to be. And I think it shows that they have so much room to grow, if that makes sense. But I will tell you, out of all the albums that came out this this week, I rocked Straight From The Barrio 210 <laughs> way more than any other track that came out this week. And I put it on my playlist too. Because oh shit! Come on, man. Rep in San Antonio. I mean, I completely forgot that they were from my town. Oh yeah. And I just want to read some lyrics because I love this fucking track. <laughs> you know it's real when Ian's about to read some lyrics. Damn straight. Much better than Cold World. So. Fuck. Ha! I'll never. I don't get every... to say what I was gonna say. Oh, I knew it. Ha ha. I was gonna say Ian went a whole episode without bringing up Cold World, ha, and I was gonna ha. wait till the end. I fucking jinxed myself. Yeah, you did. Oh ha, shit. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here are some lines from Straight from the Barrio. Two one zero is the area code area. of San Antonio. From the bottom of the barrel to the top of the world, mm. this is still who I am. From the river city to the ocean shores. Mm. I won't forget you. And he goes, I won't forget you. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. If you respect me, I respect you. That's without a doubt. But if you don't like my city, you can get the fuck out. Yeah, that's right. That's what I say. Light it up. Burn it down. Feel the heat. We own this town. San Antonio, we're about to explode. Straight from the barrio. We are the 210. San Antonio, we rep that 210. And we're out of control. Ain't nobody going to represent the city like we do. You bleed for me, I'll bleed for you too. Ain't nobody pulling SA on the map like... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never thought I'd I'm getting into, I'm getting into say this. SA. Yeah. Ain't nobody putting SA on the map like we do. You bleed for me, and I'll bleed for you too. Fuck Boom. yeah. Repping the 210, baby. I know people are laughing out there. They're like, this fucking sucks. Everyone's like... Why are Ian and Jackson against Attila so much when this is the exact same thing? But I'm just saying, I think they have more room to grow than Attila does. And yeah. obviously, I like them because they're from San Antonio, too. So Boom. so this is better than Attila for me. Are you ready for my review? You're going to tell me you fucking love it. I know I it. fucking love this album. Did you really? Yep. <laughs> the whole thing? The whole fucking then thing. You the have no- only song I didn't like is already broken and i oh, kind of okay. didn't like 
the beginning track to the break of dawn when they released that single i was like is this yeah. gonna be the album damn that's so uh, it's gonna be a shit album already broken isn't that the one that's like i'm broken on the inside and shit like it sounds yeah. like cold world that's yeah the, that's the two album. first songs of this album yeah. are shit and so once again just so anybody knows that i well, did right. listen to the whole thing because i hated the first two songs and once again they do a lot of what memphis mayfire just did and what attila does and it's writing songs saying we don't care what you think we do this for ourselves and i think one of the lines actually in one of those first two tracks is like this is my band if you want to do something different go get your own band yeah that was on the song you don't own me yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. so it's you know there's some cliche stuff but i think once you get to the second half of this album i think it completely changes agreed Look, I wish this is a this is one of those times I wish Ty was here because I know Same. how much he hates it. I think it would be very funny, and we have to bring this up again mm-hmm. for sure. But this is his version of Cold World, I bet. Yeah, that could be. Even though, I mean, this is like the Beatles' White Album compared to Cold okay. World, so you know, <laughs> let's just let's put that out there. But yeah, look, they're Attila Light. That's what I'm going to call them. But I think they have they have a lot more chances to grow than Attila does. So if that's your kind of music, the party rock, party metal, whatever you want to call it, like this is an album for you to rock. For sure. But I, I, I did not hate this. I really didn't. I, I don't put this on my top albums of the year or anything, but this was passable and fun to listen to from time to time once you got through the cliched tracks and everything. There's no way a Upon a Burning Body album is going to be a masterpiece. Upon a burning booty. Booty, yeah. Upon a burning booty. Thank Bur- you. Say burning booty. Burning booty. booty yes. Booty. <laughs> I'm not even drinking on the show either. So <laughs> check it out. If you look, there are going to be people that are just going to straight up hate this, like For completely, sure. and no doubt about it. But it's just fun, especially if you start off with the first song. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, if you've never heard "Upon a Burning Booty" before, do not start with the first song of this album. Like seriously, start at the middle or something. And make your way down because if you just hear the first song, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! I can't believe Ian and Jackson even recommended this." Right. Start with "Straight from the Barrio 210." Yeah. Start there and just remember how great San Antonio is. Like, just imagine Kawhi Leonard just fucking fucking people <laughs> up on the Spurs. Like, that's all. Upon a burning body, straight from the Barrio, Sumerian Records. They're from San Antonio. That's all you gotta know. There and they go. had clean vocals on this album, which yeah, they did. Never done. And an acoustic song. Yeah, I done. know, right? That was funny. <laughs> All right, so we saved the longest for last. Definitely the longest. Event Sevenfold, the stage, Capitol Records. So, let's get the big story out of the way first as well. So we had reported on the show when we were given the information that everyone else was that the album was probably coming out on December 9th. And it was going to be called something like Voltaic Ocean. Yeah. And Chris they released. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and they released. Adds to his heel role. Hey, Jackson, for saying that, guess what? Chicken butt. You made the list. Oh, God. Oh, I, dude, oh, man. I, <laughs> I wonder if anyone. Just like Jericho. I wonder if anyone gets thing that. added to my hate Jericho list. Anyways, all right, hold on, hold on. We're getting way off track. So, <laughs> so it was supposed to come out then. The day before last Friday, they announced, hey, it's actually coming out on Friday. And so that meant no merch bundles, 
no pre-orders, no nothing. It was just going to be available online and in stores, which is very, very strange for a band like that. But when we talked about the news story, it might have been done that way on purpose because they might have had to owe money or something if they had done merch bundles or whatever they were going to do. Or maybe with, you know, who knows, lawsuits. I think this is what happened with A Day to Remember, though was I think there was something put on them where they couldn't release that album and then they finally were able to break free. So who knows? But I thought that was the big thing was in our scene, normally there aren't surprise albums that come out. For sure. And they missed out on a lot of money because of that. I mean, dude, uh, they could have made so much more money if this was you know announced a lot. I mean, they could have even just done it two weeks before. Well, now I don't know. I just know. had like maybe three merch bundle options. I mean, dude, they missed out on a lot. Well, maybe their contract was so great that they're just making money hand over fist anyways. You know what I mean? True. Like, I don't know. Look, I was a sucker for a while back then, and I got their Hail to the King uh, merch bundle, which was like that lock box, that fake box, and you open it up and had all the, like a key and like all this stuff. It's so dumb. But I did that because I've been a fan for a while and I'd only heard, look, hypothetically, hypothetically, maybe I went to a strip club recently and hypothetically, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, you know, I'm going to go with hypothetically, maybe they played Hail to the King during one of the dances (laughs) and maybe I was tapping my feet while I was watching said, said dance. You had to have been tapping your feet. That is a damn good song. Admit it. It's been played over 61 million times on Spotify, so (laughs) that a good song does not make. Because we know there are very many pop songs that are played millions and millions of times that blow ass. So, But anyways, that's a side side story for maybe Ian Hates Love. Save that (laughs) for that part. Quick other side story. I used to jam that song, me and the group of pals in high school before uh, varsity soccer games. That was... That was our to-go song. That was all we fucking played. Yeah, what were you? Oh, two and fifteen. No, we were. Don't four. tell me the real one. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I think if I tell you the real one, it'll be funnier. Our team was like four and fourteen. Oh wow, I was close. Yeah, I mean, when you said that, I was like, whoa, that like I had to tell you, like we were not good. Oh, and it's funny because we won the first four games in a row. And oh, then and then lost fourteen. Gotcha, gotcha. And I don't want to, you know, put anybody, you know, under the bus or anything. But it was after I got my ACL surgery and I couldn't play anymore. So uh, it's obviously anyone listening. Yeah. I'm stretching right now. <laughs> That's behind me. Hail to the king. Oh, geez. continue. You continue. <laughs> but okay, so what do you actually think about the album, though? So we got all the, you know, the background shit out of the way. Was this a good album to you? And because the thing is, is they wanted to get out of their record and or their record label. And one of the guys even said, we didn't want to do one with them anyways because they would have fucked it up anyways, right? Right. So this album is this make it better. I don't really know how to word this, but like if they're going to go by what they said where Warner Brothers would just fuck up the record, is this a bad record that they just can't, they have no excuse for now because it was not with Warner Brothers? No. Or is I, it an upgrade? I don't think this is a bad record. And I think it's an upgrade to Hail to the King, even though Hail to the King has some catchy fucking songs. 
There's no doubt about that. But if you look at the production and the mixing that they did in Hail to the King compared to their other albums, it's a completely different album. Like Shadow's vocals are over everything. You know what I mean? They scaled down the drum parts. Remember they said they wanted to be like a classic rock band, so they wanted like minimalist drumming and just simple stuff. And so he was kind of placed out there above everyone else. If you listen to this album, he's kind of mixed in more there where a lot of times he's, no no pun intended, overshadowed. By by the band, like seriously, I was unintended. No, well, it. it was a great pun. <laughs> I don't think anyone's used that. Actually, it's a great pun. But you can tell he's mixed in more there than being out front, like he has been recently. And I think that's for a reason. I don't know if that's maybe to stop. I don't know to take away the stigma, because really, Hail to the King is really made fun of a lot. Like a lot of people in the scene do not like that album. So I think they wanted to distance themselves from this for whoever they blame for it. They want to distance themselves from it. And I think this album is a good album. It's a very long album. It's around 74 minutes. Yeah. The big difference, too, is they have their new drummer. The new drummer is Brooks Wackerman. Wackerman, however you say it. W-A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N. And Brooks has been in a lot of different bands for recording stuff. Most... Famously, he's ex Bad Religion. Ah, uh, okay. But I didn't he did know that. he did Avril Lavigne before he did Korn's Untitled album. <laughs> oh no! Like he did Tenacious D. He's oh, that's done, a good one. He's done a bunch of different stuff, but he's most famous for Bad Religion. Right. So yeah, they did a concept where it's like AI and like post apocalypse and like all that kind of stuff. It's a little I don't know. It's convoluted. I think is a good word to put it in a lot of these because of how long the tracks are. I mean, it's very ambitious. The shortest song is called God Damn, and it's the only song under four minutes. And then the longest song is the last one, which is called Exist, and it's 15 Mm -hmm. minutes long. It's a long album to go through, and it's not that all the tracks blend together or anything because I think they did do a good job of switching things around. And it's an interesting album. I don't know where I'd rank it in all of the event sevenfold albums if that makes sense it makes sense it's it's a confusing album okay it's um what okay so let's say you knew that event sevenfold was gonna come out with a better album than their previous stuff like you like you haven't heard it yet but you know it's gonna be better you just you know something to it's gonna be better sure so you have sort of this final product in your mind when you hear the words this album is going to be better this is not what you imagined you right know what i mean yeah like, I this s- is I hear way different even though it's better i mean you can tell the the stuff is there i mean the guitar work is there the long solos you know the stuff that they always do everything is there i don't know shadows is trying some different stuff with his voice i thought a few tracks he sounded very uninterested like there was almost mm-hmm. like no passion in his voice for what he was doing. If they worked very hard, I mean, it was three years since Hail to the King. If they've been working on this album for a long time, he might have gone along with the concept of the whole like AI technology thing where, right. you know, he takes a little emotion out of his voice if he wants to do that. You know, that's maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I think they did try for a very ambitious album for a band who's rolling in the money, who yeah. is 
on this major label, they could have played it more safe than this. You know what I mean? They could have put out a 35-minute album that had, yeah, nine a tracks on it. jam. Yeah, just, and just done their regular thing. But I think this shows that they're still trying to be musicians and they're not resting on their laurels or anything. They're really trying. Someone called this a masterpiece as well. Like, there are people that love mm-hmm. this album. I, I don't call it a masterpiece. I think it's a good album. But I also don't know whether it fits in that I would ever play it again. See, for me, I haven't stopped playing it. Oh, damn. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. Uh, I don't even think it's close. I think the only way for me to present a visual representation of what I think of this album, I'd say like a 7.9 <laughs> out of Jeez. 10. Like, that's where what I'm a with a terrible like, rating system. Yeah, it's weird. I... I don't like to use that rating system, and I don't like to rate these albums. Well, right, right. But I feel like there's no way I can really tell you how I feel, as in liking this album. Just use your words, without, man. You know, a number. You know, <laughs> but because okay, first of all, I'm gonna say, what's the last uh, uh, song called again? It's X, exist. Uh, exist. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Sure, I can understand. Uh, I really, really like the song. It sounds exactly like a Metallica song at the beginning. Gotcha. For about the first three well, minutes, yeah, and then it just—I just—and then when Matt, when his when Shadow's vocals kick in, it's like, okay, this to me is a fucking jam. Like I really, really enjoyed that song. I enjoy the stage. I don't feel like there's a really a bad song on this album. I really like the song Angels. It's mm. totally different. Right. It's totally better. They added a their, horn section in one of them work. too. Yeah, I think that one's um Paradigm. I believe. Yeah, I think it's, so. Yeah. It's it's weird, and it's like you said, and I'm glad you said it because you're welcome. They could have played it safe, right? With all the shit that's going on, mm-hmm. and especially they should have played, or not that they should have, they could have played it safe, knowing that they were just going to throw out a surprise album. Sure, yeah. And they could have just gave straight up what people have been wanting, but I don't feel like you're a true musician if you just settle for something like that. Very true. It, you know, they're musicians, and they're all very talented, and this is what they do. There's a reason why they're where they're at, and I feel like they really showed it on this album, and I'm not disappointed in it at all. I, When I heard a new Avenged Sevenfold album, I did not expect to like it at all. Gotcha. To be right. honest. And I think this is good, and I am I keep listening to it. I really do, and I'm probably not going to stop. So we'll see how I think about it later. Right. I feel like with an album that's over an hour, you really have to continue to listen to it to really know. I don't – I mean – I have to listen to it more. Right. I don't know if I'll come back on the show and be like, okay, this is what I really <laughs> think about it. Sure. But well, I think this is something you really have to dig your teeth deep into it to really get it. The lyrics are so interesting as well. You really have to see the lyrics of every song. Well, I'm guessing Ty isn't a fan. So we'll, no. I'm sure it'll come up again next week. They're not though. old enough. Well, they are, but he's one of those people <laughs> that will never let go the change from Waking the Fallen to what they became. Yeah, they so. have to sound like what they sounded like originally. Yes, that is what Ty is probably going to say. I'm guessing. Yep. I'm guessing. But we'll, we'll hit on it again. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I, I'd really like to hear. I mean, I know he doesn't like any of these albums, but I would love to hear his take on them regardless. <laughs> well, right. Like, I, I want to hear the hate, well, the bad hate. You'll get a chance to probably next week. So yeah. for anyone who hasn't taken a listen to the album, it's Avenged Sevenfold the stage on Capitol Records. So check it out. It's worth a listen for sure. And tell us what you think about it because it is different than what people were expecting. Yep. All right. 
That finishes up reviews. So let's go on to breakdown from the past. Breakdown from the past time. Jackson, I'm guessing you've learned your lesson. Maybe. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Do I'm it. not even going to get into this. My breakdown from the past is a band called Windwalker. That has never been done on the show. Moment of silence. Well done. I'm good? I, I have well, the green light? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Windwalker, they only released one EP called No Longer Dead. They're a metal band from Dallas, Texas. And oh, shit. They are very, very good. All they got to release was an EP and a single called Apathy, and it came along with a music video. They are a very, very talented group that I feel everyone really needs to check out. It, it really has a nostalgia feeling to it, too. This was one of the first bands I really got into the local scene okay. when I started you know, listening to actually giving little bands a chance. Because you know how like whenever you have a Twitter and Instagram and you get all those little bands that follow you and you're like, oh my god. And then they send that <laughs> DM where it's like, hey, check us out. Sure. And it's like, I don't want to listen to your shitty band. No, that's not the, <laughs> that's not the case with it's these so guys. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a cutthroat music scene, man. Well, that's why we have the show to help out. Yeah. Bands. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, support your local scene, guys. Seriously. It's very true. Um, you never know. I mean, everyone starts off as a local band. Seriously. Yep. No one starts off just straight up banging. Nobody. So this album... If you're going to hear this EP for the first time, I recommend that you start off with the song Hate Monger or Bare Bones. But really, any song on this EP is honestly a 5 out of 5. I mean, this is a really good EP, so I recommend it to everybody. Check it out. It is Windwalker with the EP No Longer Dead. Boof. All right. So for my breakdown from the past, since we've been talking about Dennis and asking Alexandria and everything so much, I decided to do Make Me Famous. Hey. So this was Dennis's old band, and they had one EP called Keep This In Your Music Player in 2011, and Ooh. one album called It's Now or Never in 2012. And really, it's post-hardcore, metalcore, electronic core. It's fine enough to check out because Dennis's voice is pretty good. And everyone from this album and from this band went on to other bands that you can check out as well. So you can kind of follow like a tree of different bands that they went to and see where everyone is. And this band probably had a chance to be more than they were. But because of all the internal strife with Dennis, the band only lasted like two years. That's, yep. that's really all. They were picked up by Sumerian. They had that album out. It's Now or Never. And then I think they had to make a statement or something, like when they broke yeah. up. Yeah, like, oh, it's really a shame when adults can't <laughs> can't get along get with each other. Yeah, that's a pretty bold, like, fuck you, be adults. They left it with a bang. Yeah, pretty much. So it's worth checking out. Uh, I like the mix of electronic core in it. Sometimes they go a little bit too much. But that happens with electronic core bands. But in general, like the singing is good. The guitar work is good. It's worth checking out. It's it's a small band. It's worth seeing where Dennis started from. And really, that's that's it. It's just on my mind. It wasn't any like huge favorite of mine or anything. But that's not the point of Breakdown from the Past. The point of Breakdown from the Past is not 
talk about your favorite bands that are gone. It's just letting people know that there are bands that they might not have checked out their music because they weren't around so long or because they're not out now with anything new. They've just been looked over constantly. But you might find out that this is like a favorite album of yours. Like you never know. Yep. So next week, we're actually going to have at least two listener recommendations. So that'll be interesting. Yep. That'll be pretty interesting. So let's get to upcoming albums. So really, it looks like, and maybe there are more that I'm missing, but I've only got two here. Attila, Chaos, on Sharp Tone Records. And Ian's th- favorite. Oh, you beat me to <laughs> it, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I rep the 210. Oh, God. And then the one that I'm excited about, and Jackson and everyone else should be excited about. Hell, yes. Wolves at the Gate. Types and Shadows on Solid State Records. So this actually leads in pretty well to me talking about that album as well as to let people know if you did not see all the social media posts and everything. I had Steve from Wolves at the Gate on the show recently. It actually came out this Monday and had him on the show talking about Types and Shadows as well as everything else related to his musical career that I could get questions in on. So we talked about a lot, and I was lucky enough to have a chance to listen to Types and Shadows a few times before doing the conversation, and it is a really, really great album. So once again, Solid State is just killing it, and it looks like they're going to end their year off on a real high note. So check out that conversation with Steve, because it was really a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Jackson, did you learn a lot? Hell yeah, dude. I mean, seriously, everyone really needs to check out that interview was on it was an ian highlight if you ask me. oh thank you and Thanks. ian hates highlight <laughs> i like that yep let's go with the alliteration it works out very yep. well and you have time pre-order types and shadows and if not remember if you can't pre-order pick up the album in the first week one thing i'm going to tell you right now and it's a it's a little bit of a revelation when we talk about it in the conversation but steve literally just had twins like a few weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago, they need food, all right? So make sure you pick up that album. (laughs) Make sure they do well because they really deserve it. And it's a great album anyway, so you should have it. And whether you're listening to the album, whether it's anything, whether you want to hear the interview, go congratulate him. This is a very special moment for him. I think everyone should go on his Twitter or whatever and wish him a congratulations on his twins. This is a special moment for this man. Very true. So, once again, Wolves at the Gate, Types and Shadows on Solid State Records comes out 11.04, November 4th. I can't believe we just talked Attila and then Wolves at the Gate in the same I know, right? span. <laughs> there might be other albums. I, I have a feeling we're missing something. Like I want to say like Water Parks or someone has an album coming out on the 4th as well. I could have sworn it's something like it's some pop punk band has an album, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it anyways. We don't even have to announce it, you know what I mean? See. Now, let's end the show. All right, Jackson. So, what do you got to plug? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm going to say this is the first time since our Alternative Press episode 
that Ian did not make fun of me for liking Coldplay or 21 Pilots. So I'm just going to leave that out there. I was going to say this is the first episode he doesn't bring up Cold World, but he fucked that up about 10 minutes ago. No, Cold World was fucked up. And uh, Mice and Men <laughs> fucked up with Cold World. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I uh, didn't get insulted as much this episode, so I'm very proud of Ian. I guarantee you if Ty was on the show, it would have been otherwise. But you heard your shout-out on the interview with Steve, though. I did. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do Clocks by Coldplay, and Ian made sure to still throw in his shit at me, regardless. <laughs> yep. Even talking to professionals. He, Ian has no mercy. He will find a way to torture me. It's true, but then I I threw myself under the bus, too, because I know how to do conversations, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go on, go on. Anyways, guys, if you're hearing this, whatever it is you're hearing on, check us out again next Thursday. We update, we post episodes every single week. We are a weekly show. Fuck yeah. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We got a website, ianhates.com, and please rate us on iTunes, subscribe, I mean, do whatever it needs. Uh, you can review or like leave us a little comment saying how good we did, how bad we did. You know, guys, just tell us how you feel. You know, if you have any questions for us, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We got emails. Ian will hit you up with all that info because I'm not good at retaining info. Nope. Um, so, yeah, guys, please hit us up. Well, we love to talk to you guys for real. And if you have any questions, just ask us. Well, thank you very, thank you very much, Jackson, for that, those rousing plugs of yours. That was very good. Oh yeah. So, like he said, you can always interact with me and the show. Instagram and Twitter is at Ian Hates Podcast. Facebook.com slash Ian Hates, and then you can email me Ian Hates at gmail.com. And then you can stream and download every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies for free on www.ianhates.com. And now, we had talked about this before, because our ratings are very important on iTunes, so we appreciate it when people go and rate us, because we know there are a ton of people listening to this show. See, We really appreciate it. It really helps us to get higher on the iTunes rankings. So the way that happens is by rating us five stars. Now, if you go ahead and you rate us, and leave a comment, we will go ahead and read your comment within reason. Within reason. And I feel <laughs> I feel a little bad reading this one because the title says it all. That's the funny part. Code World? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if the person wants their name read, so I'm going to not read that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to not read the title of the comment. I'm going to read the comment, and then I'm going to go back to the title. Okay? Oh, God. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it says, a show I look forward to every week. From quality interviews with fanboy Ian to the show with the Three Stooges providing entertainment, <laughs> new music, and personal opinions, LOL. For a show that provides great music 90% of the time of Mice and Men, 21 Pilots, and Coldplay is often <laughs> talked about by an 18-year-old. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but he's two, and two is spelled T-O. <laughs> He's too young to know any better. Keep up the good work, guys. Christopher. The title, and look, I'm not going to take any shit for this because it's the title and it's there. I can't do anything about it. I do not agree with this. It's just a statement. But he says, great show. Now Craig is gone. Oh, fuck. 
And this is no oh, shot. No. No shot from our end at Craig. Oh shit. I did not see that coming. Holy shit. I didn't see it coming either, and then I saw it. Oh man. I feel so, like a home record. Yeah, right. You should. <laughs> I'm not eighteen, I'm twenty one. <laughs> With a mentality of fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, sure. probably less. Yeah, probably. Especially Wait till they hear my Halloween bit. Yeah, trick-or-treating <laughs> and shit. So yeah, see, look, if you give us a good comment, we're going to go ahead and read it. So <laughs> I love that comment so much. Yeah. I, I, I want to see someone top that, to be honest with you. I, I don't think that can be topped. See, guys? I mean, come on. You can go <laughs> ahead and do it. I know there are so many people listening to the show. Just leave those comments. Because you know, if we get on new and noteworthy... You're just going to hear more and more things that we can do with the show with more and more exposure. I mean, just think of the awesome bands that I already have on the show. Think of even more bands that can come on the show. Just a note. You know what I mean? You don't have to do it, but it would help us out a lot. And remember, we're coming up on 100 episodes of shows. Like I've done myself. Oh, shit. I've done almost 100 episodes in a year. And that's not even counting the other shows that I've done as well. <laughs> so side side story there. But everything helps. So we much appreciate it. So we'll continue that contest. That's obviously up there on our contest for sure. We're going to have merchandise. We have a lot of stuff coming. A lot of stuff in the works. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We'll leave you now. Back next week. Hopefully with Ty as well. I'd also once again like to thank Steve from Wolves at the Gate, don't forget to pick up Types and Shadows out on Solid State Records on November 4th. So Jackson, any final words for everyone? Guys, I want to see someone top that review that Christopher left. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Everybody, good night. Well, I got one more question for you. What's the name of the rapper? Okay. Lemonade. I'm for that again. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.